evening, everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today we have, again, a very special guest. Say hello, very special guest. Hello. It's Jenny. It is. All right. So this is another episode of the Antarctica podcasts, which basically means that if you are hearing this, that means that I right now am actually at the South Pole in Antarctica. This is no joke. Mm. Uh, This is where I am. Um, So we filmed or recorded a bunch of these little mini podcasts to to kind of sate your thirst or slake your thirst or whatever and uh, keep you guys uh, occupied until I come home, which will probably be sometime in October or November. So... In the, the meantime, the theme of the Antarctica podcasts are that we watch pilots or first episodes or very significant episodes of television shows and talk about them. They're going to be a little bit shorter, uh, but they're just as fun. And today's show that we watched, the pilot of, was Mystery Science Theater 3000. And, uh, well, let's just get started. Now, Britain. Could you please tell us a little bit about MST3K and specifically what happened in this episode? Uh, so it's hard to tell because I was in the midst of eating meatballs. <laughs> and <laughs> if you heard our uh, Breakout Kings podcast, this was filmed right after that. Uh, so the uh, show, if you're familiar with the show, uh, there are some things that are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the show is still uh, starring uh, Joel. The instead of him being trapped in space at the behest of a uh, evil scientist, he is a inventor who invented the uh, satellite of love and is just beaming down communications to the president because he doesn't like his television shows. <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, he has the robots. He has Crow. Uh, he has Proto Servo, uh, which is Beeper, and he just beeps. He just makes beeps noise. Mm-hmm. And he have Gypsy, who just makes horrible gasping suffocation noises. <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, what the show does is uh, they watch a cheesy movie, um, like they're inside the theater watching a the movie, you see their silhouettes, and they just make uh, funny riffs. Yeah, over. they joke, they joke uh, and make fun of the show. And uh, so, this episode, the pilot was, um, I'm assuming it wasn't the full pilot, I'm assuming that there was probably more that was uh, that's probably been lost to time because ours was only a 15-minute copy. Yeah, there there was a lot of things cut from it, or it, either that or the uh, you know Joel just wanted to kind of highlight the uh, the host segments. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there wasn't really a lot of riffing going on in uh, in this pilot. Uh, I don't think there's hardly any. Uh, there was a couple there was maybe, singers yeah. in there. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, kind of not really. Uh, yeah, not not really a lot of uh, footage in the theater. I'm guessing the th- the theater was a pain in the ass to film for them. Um, I'm also thinking that maybe uh, during the pilot, uh, Joel was thinking, well, the focus of the show is not the riffing in the theater; it's me on, in space. I, I hope that's not what he was thinking, because it definitely didn't turn out that way. I know. Uh, but all great ideas have to start somewhere, and I think it. Uh, I think that he, uh, if that story is true, he might have, you know, kind of backed into the idea, you know, the, the, the idea of movie riffing. But either way, he still, I feel, uh, 
pioneered something for television. Yeah. You know, this... And this wasn't, uh, you know, the pilot that was shown on, like, Comedy Central. This was... Uh, before he was on Comedy Central, he was on a public broadcasting station called KTMA, uh, who was produced by Jim Mallon. Yeah. Uh, that's where they kind of met. Actually, a lot of people, um, he met there, I think. Yeah, uh, Trace, he met there. Trace Beaulieu and, uh, Josh, uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, his name escaped me. Um, and... I think Kevin Murphy was like a producer at the time. Oh, really? For the show. I don't think he had anything to do with it, but I think he met him at KTM. I could be wrong, uh, uh, but I, I thought that's where they met. I'm not sure. I'll have to look at the credits, but uh, I know uh, Kevin Murphy is survey. I don't think it came until... Uh, season two. Season two, yeah. But, um, so we all actually here have a little bit of a background with MST3K. We're all fans of MST3K. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is going to be a very heavy MST3K episode. Um, but I'm going to start with uh, Britain. Uh, yes. And I'm going to ask the simple question Go of... On. What was your earliest memory of Mystery Science Theater 3000? So my earliest memory of MST3K was... I, like, I didn't have cable at the time, so it was probably somehow through syndication. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the uh, the Santa Claus episode uh, with the, uh, with the I think it was a Mexican movie uh, mm-hmm. starring Santa Claus and Satan. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my first uh movie i remember the joke that was that really got me on board is uh there was a little girl she was opening presidents uh that oh, was, the presidents yeah open like dead presidents <laughs> out of her mom's wallet Jeez. oh go ahead but uh yeah open opening uh presents and like uh she opened one present and uh it, it was uh her mom and another one uh it was her dad and i think it was a uh, Servo, or no, it was crow. Is it all right, dear? The the babysitter's in the third present, uh, <laughs> and, and the, uh, that yeah. was just enough for you to kind of fall like, in love. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that let's see where they go with this. And then I didn't watch it again, uh, <laughs> for probably uh, another five years. So, um, I'm gonna, I have a story too, but I'm gonna let Jenny tell uh, her story so I can go last. You love going last. Well, I can go second if you want to have you go last. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, I got into MST3K uh, the same way a lot of people uh, my age I know did, was when they had those um, Turkey Day marathons mm, okay. on Thanksgiving. So it would always just be on somewhere and I would be watching it as a wee one and like thinking it was so delightful and you know this whole thing and like every year we would just have it on the telly and we would just watch it and I I I mention it every year now to my father who I swear is the reason why we watch them Mm -hmm. and he swears to this day that he hates it he (laughs) hates Mystery Science Theater 3000 even though it is completely his comedic way yeah. and he is a bold-faced liar <laughs> so, <laughs> has he not seen the show since um i think he tried to watch like the re the reinstation mm. oh yeah and um and he was like Meh. <laughs> i know. hate this and everything about it right yeah. but i think that he just is saying it to just make me feel bad <laughs> are you serious? 
I hated Thanksgiving every year because of that damn show. Always have it on in the background. He's like, oh, is that the one with the robots? That's right. what my dad, how my dad described. He's like, is that the show with the smart-ass robots? <laughs> so, I've discovered... Actually, me and Britain kind of have a very similar origin story for MST3K. Uh, like, scarily familiar. Go on. Um, because when I started watching it, it was on... Uh, uh, we also didn't have cable. It was on like channel 12 and it was at like 1030 at night and I'm just flipping through stations instead of going to bed like I should have and I see this weird thing which was uh, it was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was huh. the episode my first episode I saw and I remember being like oh what on earth is this because I saw the silhouettes I was like this is kind of weird and the joke that I first remember falling in love with was um, they were doing like this countdown because they're on a spaceship and they're on 10 you know, nine, and the crow's going, Mississippi, eight, Mississippi. And I remember laughing at that, and, like, my mind just changed. I was like, I didn't know if something like this could exist. Like, it kind of forever altered my views of how to watch movies. And it ruined the movie viewing experience for oh. anyone who is around us. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We never stop riffing movies, even if they're good movies. Yeah. Like, we will just riff it nonstop. Whenever we have somebody over to do these podcasts, um, the first time they come by, we always tell them, like, all right, we don't watch movies like regular yeah. folk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, you're, 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 we're going to annoy you at some point. <laughs> you know, I find that so interesting that you say that because I've watched many a movie now with you two. Yeah. And you, you guys aren't as chatty during certain movies. Yeah, if it, if it's an engaging movie, we'll we'll be on board. Which I would like to say, I usually pick what we watch for our episodes, so you guys must be engaged. Well, um, also for podcasts, even though we do riff a lot, there are times where we're, you know we are trying to kind of take down notes per se, <laughs> or eat some meatballs. Yeah, um, you know. though okay. I will say that we have two gears for our movie watching. Like if we stop riffing, there's two reasons why either we are just very engaged with the movie and kind of want to know what's going on yeah or it is such a soul-crushing misery that we're just for some reason think that by not talking by not engaging with it the movie will stop you know or it'll just go away <laughs> you know because we've watched some bad movies where it's just so bad that we're just like ah, i can't even riff this you know uh, it, it, it's it's the same kind of soul crushing that uh like you don't want to speak on your or like you just got off of work and you don't want to turn the radio on <laughs> yeah no i i 100 get that you're going yeah. the speed you know going the speed limit with the radio off that was the day of work oh like, yeah that, that hits hard man that's like sometimes when i'm watching a movie um with you and i'm like man this is really really good but we're not riffing i'm always worried I wonder if Britain just really hates this movie because he is being silent right now. And I'm usually watching because I'm like, I am so en engrossed with what's going on. Like, I think the last movie I can really think of that happened for was, uh, was Heathers. Like, we were watching Heathers and, um, we were, you know, doing our normal thing. And by the time I got to the end, I'm like, man, this is really good. I really like this movie. Uh -huh. And it wasn't a peep out of Britain. I'm like... Oh, I hope he doesn't hate this movie. I hope this isn't like a chore for him. It, am I? Am I? I thought I'm usually unless I'm riffing. I think I'm usually quiet. Or am I not? Well, yeah, but the only time you're not riffing 
is if the movie's yeah. really good or really bad. And sometimes it's hard to determine what that is, you know. Right, because you always have that, like, 5,000-mile stare, <laughs> you know. Uh, I am an unreadable statue-faced person. <laughs> That's so not true at all. <laughs> You you're very tell re- if you're yeah, upset. you're very readable. It's always just upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, accurate. <laughs> so uh, he literally kicks open the door whenever I'm, I come over and he's not here yet. He like kicks open the door and he's like, Arr. like you son of a bitch. Where's it? Oh, hi, Jenny. How is it going? I didn't expect you to be here. <laughs> right, and all of a sudden, it's like he tears away his actual mask to reveal his, like, pleasant mask no, that was just... underneath. And then when I leave, um, Mark messages me and lets me know when you revert back to like, actual... Like, he's putting on his mask, I want you to know, when he comes in and sees you. He's oh, like, yeah. Oh, hi. He's like, Mark, you son of... Oh, hi, Jenny. How? I, I talk to you in my customer voice. Yeah. <laughs> you, do. <laughs> you do. And I appreciate it. Well, I was... thank you for being, stopping by, Jenny. <laughs> wow, that was a uh, that was a delightful movie, I must say. Oh, that Heathers. Those Heathers. <laughs> Those Heathers. Hey, that certainly was interesting. That I was, can tell you that much. That was quite the cinema. Though I do hope that you know when I am here because sometimes, so sometimes Brandon comes home and uh, he's been working really hard and he comes home and he's after work and here's me just like super excited like a little puppy like hi sweeney how was your day are you happy to be home and he's like what the fuck like uh i didn't tell him that you were going to be here today <laughs> but to be fair he did come home a little early and i didn't have i didn't really think to text him i was like all right we're in the middle of eating and watching a movie or watching uh where we were watching and i was like oh, i'll text him later and the, the give look- him a heads up the look on Jenny's face when I walked through the door is as if Santa Claus himself walked into the room. <laughs> and was blind, stinking drunk. <laughs> I'm always excited to see both of you, but a lot of times, like, I'm usually in your home before you. And, uh, <laughs> before us? <laughs> what are you doing? She just, uh, just didn't you hear? Stick. I have a key now. Oh, yeah, I did give her a key. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, don't worry. We'll talk about that after you leave. Oh, this is a podcast conversation. Oh, 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 oh. oh, that's funny. That's really good. Oh, oh, that's so hilarious. Let's get back to the meatballs. <laughs> I don't have a key. Not but yet. Yeah. It, who knows? I'm in Antarctica. She might have taken mine at this point. I'll just move all this shit out into the curb and you're gonna... <laughs> Wait, I'm just gonna take over your bedroom and... Uh, I'm gonna come back in and be like, huh, that's a, that's a lot of pictures of Don Knotts. So I remember hanging those up. <laughs> really? I tried to think of... Is that of, what you were going for? Yeah, I, I tried to think of a random... Uh, a random celebrity that you're like, I have a big HO for Don Knotts. <laughs> like I, I Oh, Andy. <laughs> like I hope it's like a big picture of him like 
on a bearskin rug. <laughs> well, like in front of a fire. Listen, I know I carry a big HO for a lot of humans, okay, but I don't think Don Nuts ever. Wrong with Don what the hell Don Nuts? <laughs> He's not my um, cup of tea. Donuts is everybody's cup of tea. Well, you listen here, you. <laughs> I'm just too much man for you, baby. He's no earnest. Why do you think they call me Notch? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was really intrigued. I was like, I, why? Right. That's what I can do with a cherry stem. Oh. No, oh, I can't really do it with a cherry stem. I, but I didn't need the visual with you. <laughs> I know. <but laughs> Especially my Don Notch face. What can I do with a cherry stem? Oh, swallow it, apparently. But wait, look at the nun. (laughs) I'd be like, all right, all right. I got to know how you did that trick, Mr. Nuts. The trick is... That's what you're doing instead of leave? No, I want to know it. Like, all right, Don, (laughs) we can clean this up in a minute. (laughs) But I got to know how you did that. The secret is I actually swallow, pre-swallow a lot of tied up knot cherry stems and then just shit them out later. I like how your Mr. Knott's impression is um, (laughs) Mark mixed with a little bit of Jimmy Stewart, but not enough to be Don Knott's. Yeah, I I have trouble doing impressions. (laughs) Man of a thousand voices. (laughs) And they're all the same. You're like this one is t- is Crow. Hello. Hi, I am Crow. <laughs> I am Crow. This uh, one is Joel. Uh, <laughs> by my own invention, <laughs> I'm Joel Hodson. By the uh, way, uh, can uh, we talk about how many times they said in 15 minutes, Joel Hodson? <laughs> I know. And he even and had the robot. By robots. my own design. He even had the robots call him Joel Hodgson. Yes. It's like, all right, Joel, like. I, I, I really feel like you're a genuinely nice guy, like, all the way he through. He is. He is a nice guy. But, you know... He's a seething cauldron of anger. <laughs> That's what Pat and Oswald called him in the, uh, on the little uh, telecast that they had. Yes. Uh, that, was, that was one of my favorite MST3K moments ever. But, yeah, I feel like in this first episode that he probably... I don't know, like... Like, I'm just going to name drop as much as I can. I need work. I mean, it, may, it makes sense. I mean, you you it say worked. your name as many times, and people are like, you know who was great? Joel Hodgson. Yes. <laughs> and they'll be like, how do you know him? You're like, I watch this 15-minute thing. You remember his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he was that good. 60% you know? of the dialogue was his name. Yes, 100%. Except for that Courtney Love um, oh, joke, yeah. which... <laughs> that still worked. It still did. It really did. Some jokes are just timeless. <laughs> like a Courtney Love joke. <laughs> oh, that's not... <laughs> shouldn't be timeless. Why is that timeless? Because we're MST3K fans. They always joke about Courtney Love. I, that, that was obviously filmed in the 80s. I didn't know... I didn't know Courtney Love was a thing in the 80s. Late 80s, but uh, that's a good point. Like, when did... Uh, like, cause yeah, the only thing that Courtney Love did before she formed Hole was be, uh, you know, uh, banged by Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I'm sure she was like on the scene doing some other like fake punk thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Joel was a fan from the very beginning. That's like right. that Courtney Love's going places. Oh, that Courtney Love's going places. That's very <laughs> interesting. I guess I didn't even think about it. But at the same time, like she was in a relationship with um, Mr. Coben. Um, <laughs> In the early 90s, right? Yeah. So, like, if this was the late 80s, it's very plausible that they math checks. She was, uh, he, he was, uh, Courtney's first husband. 
Oh, Joel. Yeah. Joel Hodgson. Joel Love. Whoa. That's why he named the satellite after her. Yeah, the satellite. Whoa. Oh, that one. I know. Deep, right? Thank that, you, very. Thank you, thank you. That cannon is something I want to shoot. Hmm. Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how Courtney Love could be made to uh, improve you know, MST3K. Take your thank yous back. Yeah, you're <laughs> So, um... Before we leave in the last uh, ten, minutes. 10 minutes we have left, uh, let me do a, a couple quick things. Like, what is your favorite character? Who's your favorite character of the um, MST3K? Uh, and also, what's your favorite episode of all time? I'll start because um, I don't like going last. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I Servo is my favorite all the way through, especially... Um, uh, Kevin Murphy servo, but uh, I even like new servo. Uh, I like all servos. Uh, and my favorite episode of all time is Pod People. I just love it. It just relaxes me. And go, Jenny. Uh, my favorite character is Crow. He is a chaotic robot man, uh, and specific- I love him. Specifically, which Crow? I-, I love all Crows. Okay. But um, earlier Crow, I think, is the one that I attach myself to the most. Okay. Um, and I can't remember who voices him. Trace, Trace Beaulieu. Thank you. Would never pull that name anywhere <laughs> out of my thing. Um, favorite episode, though, I actually don't think I have a specific favorite episode. I think I watched probably the movie the most. Oh, okay. that's a good one. Because um, we had a couple volumes on VHS, and in that volume was the, the movie, and I knew that I could pop that in, and it'd be like... Watching a movie <laughs> version of the thing. And that that was the second thing that got me into MST3K was the uh, the film. Mm-hmm. The because uh, I saw I was at the library one day. I'm like, oh, I remember that show that I saw the one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and th- that kind of re you know revitalized my my appreciation for the show. Okay, cool. Uh, it was actually the sci-fi uh, era that did it for me because we got cable at that time, and uh, I started watching sci-fi. I was like, "Oh, I love this! You used to love this show when I was a kid," and it kind of re-sparked something. But I completely forgot there was different hosts, so I was like, "Yeah, that guy Mike—he was host the entire time, I'm sure." <laughs> and apparently not. It's apparently it's a Kirk versus Picard debate. Yeah, yes, it yeah. very much is. Yeah. All right, so Britain, uh, take us home with your favorite character slash episode. Uh, that's tough. Uh, I want to say I'm I'm a Crow fan as well. Uh, more the Bill Corbett, Angry Crow. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, that makes sense. And. Uh, like you know, not that I don't like Trace. I I think he's a uh, a very good crow. I just I think crow, frustrated crow is funnier to me. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, my favorite episode is the final sacrifice okay. with uh, Zap Rousdower. Rousdower, yes. Yeah, that's and, a good one. Uh, yeah, that's just because uh, it was it was a close close uh, race between that and uh, Space Mutiny. That's a good one too. Which space, you know, even the, I, I do recognize Space Mutiny as a better episode. Like it is a, you know, if you're going to introduce someone to the series, uh, Space Mutiny is probably the best episode to, to kind of go with. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a weird uh, thing that you bring up because um, I always struggle to bring people into the shows. But like, all right, you got you got to watch the show, guys. It's kind of funny, but 
it's hard to find a good episode that you can jump right into. I think yeah. the movie is usually a good uh, place to start. Um, but like, I often think like, all right, what's a what's a good first episode to do with somebody? Like, well, like something like Manos, I think is just too much pain for a first yeah, episode. Yeah, Manos is rough. Um, and my favorite pod people, that's that's still a tough one because that is such a like a sh- episode. It does take a little bit to get going. It, it's a slow episode. Uh, and it's got like such a, a slow soundtrack to it. And then I'm like, all right, well, Mitchell is an overall funny episode, but it's like literally the bridge between Joel and Mike. And it's like, that's a weird one to try to introduce somebody into, you know, basically the like one of the biggest, I guess, episodes that happen in it. Oh, you're introducing someone to the show where the host goes away. Yeah, the host goes away and a new one comes in. And then there's um, I, one person I tried to introduce with Hamlet because they were a fan of Shakespeare and that backfired. Oh, well, yeah, that person was not a fan of happiness. Yes, that's true. So, um, so that was a that was a tough sell anyway because Hamlet's not the strongest episode. Yeah. Even though I kind of like it, but... I, uh, I think it's good. Cuts thrown at church. <laughs> but yeah, it is, you know, this one of those shows where it's like, I don't know. You just almost have to discover it on your own, kind of thing. Which which had uh, a case of spring fever? Oh, Squirm. Squirm. But Squirm is a good one. Every single person I try to show a case of spring fever to, I got crickets. Like, I, and I love that short. I think it's a great short. But I'm like, all right. When I went to college, I was like, here, guys, let me show you MST3K. And it was just they didn't understand the core concept of the show. They're like, what are they doing? Uh, they're making fun of a movie. Is this a real movie? Well, it's like a short, like with 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 a cartoon. Like, yeah, from the fifties. Are these did these guys write it? No, they're just making fun of it. Like they didn't understand what the hell was going on. Really? So the younger generations don't really get, don't really uh, aren't really on board with MST3K. I like you say the younger generations, but he was in college, so it was our generation. Well, no, I went to college uh, in uh, about oh, that's four right. years you went, ago. You went to college like multiple times. Yeah. Uh, I only, uh, the only time I went to college, I went once in the Air Force for like one semester. Right. And then I started in 2014, so I was That's right, the, okay, 29. you're right, you're right. The younger kids. Well, they probably didn't understand what movie theater was. <laughs> um, <laughs> black and white, and if it was in black and white, because some of them, most yeah, that's of them what are, it was. yeah. yeah. Is that black? Is that black and white movie? Why? why Where did the color go? Like, <laughs> it, how they get it out? It was a. It was one of the most depressing moments I think of my life because I showed them MST3K. I'm like, because that was when the big um, bring back MST3K campaign was going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, guys, you gotta check this out because the show's great and they're trying to make more. And they're like, oh, good, go. And I was like, it's only like 15 minutes or 10 minutes. So I put it on. They're like, you know, they chuckled a little bit, but they had a lot of questions. And when as soon as it got done, they're like, oh, let me show you a video. And they showed playing like John Cena videos where it was like all memes like John Cena and like Spongebob and I was like ah there there's just a disconnect here guys yeah like this ain't gonna work it it also could have been a case of uh where did you ever were you ever shown a video where when you're not in the mood to see a video or a specific like showing a funny video when when you, you just don't want to yeah, I guess. Like, hey, you gotta watch this. Well, I'm not gonna enjoy it. Well, it's just... Right, but he had a whole room full of humans. Uh, yeah, I guess. You know? Like, that would be some crazy group mentality. And I did that 
with three, uh, at least two or three different people the case of Spring Fever, and every single time, or two or three different groups, um, one of them was even larger than the other one, and, uh, again, crickets, and I'm like, you know what, I don't think this is a good short to introduce people to, it's a funny short, but not a good one to introduce people to. Right, I backwards people into Mystery Science Theater now, so like I'll show them some riff tracks oh. of oh. movies that they know, so I'll be like, let's watch the Twilight riff track, or like the High School Musical riff track, which by the way, I think are two of the best ones, those in the Harry Potter ones. Um, so I'll watch that and I'll be like, do you guys wanna watch some shit? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, let's watch Mystery Science Theater. So if they if they find the riffing concept funny, you know, that's an easy way to back them into the where it came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That you know that makes sense. It, I find I have found better success with instead of just going in um, blind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's. It's kind of like a, uh, all right, so it's a, a bit of a, a bait and switch. Yes. <laughs> Not, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, all right, you want to do some hard shit now? <laughs> exactly. Like, here's the easy bake oven. Let's go into the furnace, you know. I bake uh, cookies in a okay. furnace. <laughs> Shut up. That's <laughs> how so you bake a lot of cookies at the same time. That's right. And we put it in a kiln, and it's even better. Mmm, kiln cookies. It's like glass. <laughs> I like my cookies that are hard enough to serve cookies on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want a cookie. Um. No. Tough. I have meatballs. Yeah. He, I don't, I'm not sure how many meatballs um, Bretonian has made because he keeps offering them to us. Like over and over and over again, I politely disinclined to acquiesce. I, I can tell you one thing: they're not poisoned. Oh, well, I'm sold. Believable. Yeah, I saw him eat a few, so they're probably not all poisoned. That's true. And whatever happens behind this wall, like I don't, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Sure, I don't, but you know, I, I, he's not going to poison his own meatballs. It's a crock pot. It would take hours to clean that out. Yeah, yeah, like, and then you, you can't use it again. You don't use the crockpot bags? There's crockpot bags? bags? Oh my god. After we're done, I'll tell you all about it. It's... It's too naughty for the podcast. They're amazing. It's it's kind of like... um, It's like a plastic bag that you put into the crockpot. Then you put the food in that. Bullshit. It, it, not a bullshit artist. I'm telling <laughs> you the truth. And then, and then you cook it. And then when you're done, you just... The bag just comes out and you don't have to clean... Your crock pot. Usually you just have to clean your lid. Oh, that's oh cool. no shit. I, I gotta find these. They're phenomenal. I say that we also save the bags in the fridge. And then when we have like a whole bunch, we have like a water balloon fight, you know, just with bags of crock pot in the sauce. We can do it outside or inside. I'm flexible either way. I think it'd be a lot of fun. We don't have to do that. <laughs> We don't have to do anything. I guess, I guess we don't, we don't have to sleep or we don't have to sing. No, I think that you have to sing. I think it's in your DNA now. The sparrow doesn't have to fly. (laughs) The tiger doesn't need his stripes. We're getting real deep on this, on this episode. 
this is a deep episode because MST3K is worth this deepness. That's true. We didn't even talk about the fact that um, Gypsy was not only not Gypsy-like, but um, he was a he. Oh, yeah. And he was gold and he acted like a dog. (laughs) Very, very strange episode of MST3K. (laughs) Yeah, there was... uh, it was focused to see more on the host segments, and the host segments were weird. Okay. Like... Foaming at the eye, Crow, and... <laughs> the, there yeah. was, like, almost nothing from the show that would be... Uh, that would be how the show closed out. Mm-hmm. The, the show is almost unrecognizable as, you know, as to what it would become later. Right, we literally saw its toddler. Yes. Like, and we didn't get to see it when it was all grown up. So it's larval state. Yes. Oh, yes. Very much that. Ugh. And on that note, uh, meatballs. I mean, Mystery Science Theater <laughs> 3000. Um, the pilot itself wasn't very good, but uh, now that's it. <laughs> it. The show does become very, very good as you keep going, but... Uh, it's hard to tell what the show will become just based off the first episode Agreed. or the pilot. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can concur. Like the the it becomes a phenomenal show uh, later on in its life. But uh, as for the pilot, I, I guess it was just more of more of a uh, a a experiment, a proof of concept, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that'll do her then. Jenny, do you have an opinion, or are we gonna? I I really liked it, even though it didn't seem like the show that I like. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> do you have? Uh, we've got to do this last time. Do you have anything to plug? Um, I always just you know, plug myself. Jenny Copcho <laughs> at YouTube. Yeah, that came out wrong. I'm so sorry. We'll edit it out. Yikes. No, we you won't. don't. No, you won't. We never edit out. Never edit anything I said <laughs> out ever. No, just uh, check me out on YouTube at uh, youtube.com. Jenny Copcho. Let's KOPCHO. Alrighty. So uh, that'll do her then. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. Goodbye. That'll hold a little SOBs.